Good morning, Dan and Amy. Uh, taking your uh, recommendations for Super Bowl halftime show in between serious topics like the confirmation of a Supreme Court nominee. Uh, we disclose at the end of the last hour it is uh, Maroon 5. Right, that'll be singing, they're performing at halftime this year. Right, you can't call what they do singing, that's right. Well. Uh, I've suggested Kygo. Uh, Mike Scott has suggested Atlanta's very own Zach Brown Band. Oh, Zach Brown's good. That'd be pretty they, good. They put on a nice show at Wrigley. Yeah. Mm. I like Luke Bryan, but I have a little crush on him right now. Yeah. Because I went to his concert. Mm-hmm. Um, Got an email. Remember when Dan came on board and he was very, very serious? Amy, look how you've loosened him up and brought out his vocal abilities. No, I don't remember that at all. I don't I don't remember that, and I don't recall it in present. Speaking of remembering things, uh, I'm going to turn our attention to the state of play with respect to Kavanaugh's nomination. Uh, white men turn out to be a real big problem in this saga, according to a, a white dude from California named John Garamonde, uh, who... Uh, is parroting the party line. Women across this nation should be outraged at what these white men senators are doing to this woman. This woman needs a fair hearing, as every woman does who brings forth a charge uh, such as uh, uh, Professor Ford is bringing forth. So, uh, again, tell me that this is not about uh, the left's identity politics. You have uh, a senior citizen a crusty white dude from California who's a Democrat mayor of Congress. He doesn't say Republican senators. White men senators. That's the talking point he got from uh, Maisie Hirano. All the men of the country shut up. That's the talking point he got from DiFi. That's the talking point that everybody is repeating because it is about moving suburban women to the polls on November 6th and making their... Uh, uh, framing their choice for leg- for congressional offices around cultural identity, not around economic self-sufficiency. And so you heard the same rap from Kristen Gillibrand, you know, the grilling that she received from Jim Acosta on CNN. Here, here's a microphone talk. Uh, and Gillibrand uh, did so. She's being treated unfairly, talking about Miss Ford, of course. The fact that Mark Judge doesn't want to testify, well, maybe he doesn't want to be under oath. And so that is a red flag to me that they are trying to railroad this. They're trying to create a sham hearing on Monday. Um, there's no rush for this. They have not given her time. And to not even have the courtesy of a, an investigation of the facts first uh, and then have corroborating witnesses. Anita Hill had not only an FBI investigation, but she had 22 witnesses on her allegations with more witnesses that wanted to testify. This sounds Sounds like a sham hearing designed only to have a he said, she said. But the truth is, I believe her. She has a credible allegation against Judge Kavanaugh. She told her therapist five years about it. Her husband, she told a friend a year ago. She told a reporter before Judge Kavanaugh was even nominated. This is all indicia of truthfulness. And now she wants an FBI investigation to get to the facts. I believe her, and I think the women of America should be paying attention right now there to how the Republicans on the Judiciary Committee are treating a woman who wants to testify to make sure that someone who gets a lifetime appointment um, has the character necessary to be a Supreme Court justice. There it is, and I go back again to say, yes, of course, they love the delay. I don't think they, rea- I think they realize they're not going to get it, so now it's about using Ms. Ford as a cudgel to beat Republicans up and to beat out suburban women for November 6th. That's all it is. 
and it couldn't be more transparent, particularly with those like Gillibrand auditioning for the presidency in 2020 or the Democrat nomination for in 2020. For more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by our colleague Mike Gallagher, host of the eponymous Mike Gallagher Show that comes on after ours, 9 to 11 a.m. weekdays on these airwaves. I love that word, eponymous. Oh, I love had, that word. I had By one the way, of those in my backyard last night. Listen, Amy, Dan, yeah. Barry Manilow, halftime Super Bowl. Now, now that would be a Super Bowl I'd watch. He's passed away, hasn't he? No, he's not. No, he's not. Are you? Come on. He's on his fifth facelift. What are you talking about? I would about? say. Right. I would say. <laughs> I write the songs. Oh man! Oh boy! I love that's my era. Oh, that's my I love era. Barry Manilow. I, air that's... Supply. What about Air Supply? What oh. about uh, what about uh, Jewish Elvis, Neil Diamond? Hey, I take Neil Diamond. Take That's Neil my Diamond. era too. That would be a good show too. Now, he could do. I could do. I'm coming to America. You know, make make all the people America. exercised about immigration excited. You know, it could be a big deal. I'm still like the group would take a knee. And uh, by the way, um, uh, Paul McCartney. Oh, I would please. say Paul McCartney, but he can't keep his hands to himself. Oh. Ouch. Well, hopefully no wardrobe malfunctions with any of these guys. Uh, that is for sure. So good morning. Good morning. How, are, are, we going, are we going with Dr. Blasey or Dr. Ford? Uh, I had to call her Professor. I just call her Christine Ford. But, you know, the, oh, the lawyer, right. her lawyers are insisting that she wants, wants to be known by Blasey, not Ford. Oh, I'm Christine not, Blasey? So yes. Miss Blasey now. Okay, yes, fine. yes. I'm not sure why that's important in a, in a, in a sea of idiocy. You know, guys. They're looking it, for more people to come forward. And, and, <laughs> and, and also, Mike, just, I mean, on this show, I don't know. You know, you run your own shop, all right? That's but, 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 but on this show. On this show, you have to uh, be a medical doctor to be called doctor. I, I'm I'm a juris doctorate. I don't demand that Amy call me doctor. And There's no doctors unless you're a medical doctor. And isn't it always great that the pretentious people who insist uh, you, you you always know who they are? They say my name is doctor. I'm a do- I'm a doctor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Just be quiet. Would you just stop and put your yeah. name down? Yeah. Okay, but they're Bob. proud of that. Hey, right. good for them. Good for them. You know. Hey, uh, you know. There's been a history of the political parties, and I. I, I I like the way the tide is, is turning, because for a long time, it seemed Republic, the Republican Party was getting really good at snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. You know, we've talked about that and lamented that over the years. The Democrats are doing this right now. This thing is backfiring in a way that they never anticipated. They are hoping, as you said, Dan, to, to drive women to the polls. They're thinking this is going to be a, a midterm election issue, and that's all this is about. This isn't about the alleged abuse of a woman 36 years ago. This isn't about Dr. Blasey or Professor Ford. This is about um, politicizing the, a very serious allegation that, that is going to going to follow this guy around now for the rest of his life, no matter what happens. But, it, you know, you're, you're hearing the pushback from people like Mika Brzezinski from the San Francisco Chronicle, Diane, you know, uh, Diane Feinstein's home paper, saying she, she handled this terribly. This has been unfair to the accuser, unfair to the accused. You know, and, and they play the clips. It makes my hair, just my head spin to, to listen to the audio clips you just played. This is terrible. She's not getting a fair hearing. The, the Republicans are bending over backwards to give her a fair hearing. You want it in private? We'll give it in private. You want us to come to you in California? We'll come to you in California. We just want you to be heard because, of course, somebody who makes an accusation like this deserves to be heard. Now, I I heard Senator Grassley say yesterday that there's a 10 a.m. deadline Friday Correct. To, to decide whether or not she's going to be testifying or talking to them, whether it's in D.C. or California, right? 
Correct, and that was oh, that was uh, on the table last night. I mean, the, the lawyers came out early on, made all the rounds, all the rounds. They were on ABC, CBS, NBC, all the morning shows the other day. She'll go anywhere, anytime. She wants to tell her story. You know, to reasonable, normal Americans, it is not – uh, a stretch to say that if you're going to come forward and try to destroy a man uh, because you feel he did something to you 36 years ago, you're going to have to tell the story. There's no, there's nothing there's nothing unreasonable about that. Tell the story. Let let at least the senators on the Judiciary Committee hear you. Let let them hear him. But but of course we know that none of this is being done in good faith, guys. It's not. It just isn't. It's all about the midterm election. And I really do believe you see the generic congressional ballot republicans picked up four points in the last couple of days it's getting tighter and tighter it shouldn't be tight in an off-year election like this this ought to ostensibly go to the democrats i don't know that it will i really don't and this is this could be that 11th hour uh mistake that the democrats are making that lets the republicans hang on to the house and the senate we shall see yeah i mean i think uh, you know this has been uh coming into the fore for some years now but uh, this sort of national case of such profile really drives it home, I think, to men generally, and particularly when you have a United States senator tell men to shut up and step up and do the right thing for once. Um, the antipathy towards men, the presumption of guilt that uh, all men live under now, at least according to, to some on the left. Obviously, not everybody believes that. Uh, Right-thinking people, reasonable people of all political stripes don't believe that. But the political class of the left absolutely seems to or they want to capitalize on uh, a, uh, a a minority of the population that does believe that and could drive people could sort of uh, herd people uh, in the direction of cultural Marxism the way they've been so successful on so many other issues but you you've got to see I, I you've got to suspect that people are watching this and saying so an unfounded allegation from three decades ago could derail a Supreme Court nominee who's otherwise had a distinguished career uh, you know w- with no evidentiary support. Why couldn't it derail me in my uh, corporate office or my law practice or my dental practice or whatever? This is the this is the real danger uh, of the of those who who lift up the Me Too movement who conflate letting the accuser be heard and insisting that the accuser be believed. If you've noticed, the activists often say, well, you have to believe her. You just have to believe her. And that's so wrong. I mean, that that, that presumes, you know, if you were going to script this out, um, you've got a a, a progressive professor from the San Francisco Bay Area who obviously doesn't want Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. So so if you're scripting this, again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to remove the, you know, or, or assert that this didn't happen. We don't know. We don't know what happened 36 years ago. But there certainly can be a suspicion of a political motive here. But to say if somebody makes the accusation, then it then it must be so. She must be believed. That's that's first of all, it's un-American. It's, it's antithetical to everything we believe in terms of a presumption of innocence, due process. And uh, and, I, and and again, normal Americans, Kurt Schlichter, I don't know what you guys think of Kurt, but I yeah. just think he's so terrific. And he's got a a book out. I'm going to talk to him next week on the radio show. He calls it the normals. I mean, the, the normal Americans are watching or paying attention. Normal Americans understand these basic principles of fairness and decency that seem to be out the window. So we and, shall and see. reason and just reason, reason, just some reason and logic. You know, there's no logic, absent logic. And how about this this 
goofball from Hawaii. She's now become the the Maxine Waters. I mean, I, I love these guys that show that they're they're real. I mean, these are not people splitting atoms anytime soon. I mean, good Lord, Kamala Harris. You know, you, the more you hear these from these folks, the more you realize there's there's not a lot of not a whole lot of lights on upstairs. And uh, this is what voters are going to have to decide November the 6th. Register to vote. You've got to get out. You must vote. We've got, to, uh, we've, we've got to let our voices be heard because we can fix this. So, Mike, do you think it's a possibility she has a case of mistaken identity? That's what's being suggested in the last 12 hours. A lot of people are starting to suggest that. Of course, that was first floated by Orrin Hatch. Um, you know, 36 years ago, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to be glib here. I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. So, you know, if something happened in a drunken sort of party of a bunch of teenagers, who who knows? I'll tell you one thing about the, the so-called narrative of predators who, who do these kinds of horrible things. Um, there almost always are other corroborating cases that come forward, and there has not been anything nope, with Brett Kavanaugh. This again, is it. I did something stupid in high school when I was 15. I remember exactly where I was. What I remember was how I got there, and I remember how I got home for her to say she doesn't know whose house she was in. I and I, I can I abs- and we can all Amy we can all relate to that Barry Wobbler and I in in when I was in a, a freshman oh, in high school Barry. we stole bottles of beer and we somehow were running down the alley in my hometown of Dayton Ohio and pol- the police were coming down the alley after us we were so scared we dropped the bottles they crashed I was crying he was sobbing uh, and and I remember exactly what block it was I can tell you what time you of drink day it the was beer Mike no Kelly. well no it broke we broke it we dropped it all we, Mike, bro- we were so Drink afraid. beer again. Oh Mike. my gosh! I was just. I, that's why I've never really been much of. A, I'm, not, I'm kind of a teetotaler. I remember yeah. the, the the Dayton police chasing us down. But I, honestly, all, all kidding aside, I remember exactly what what block it took place in, what time it happened. I mean, and, and you know that was a, that was our traumatic thing. You know, stupidly doing something with beer. Imagine what it must be like to to have a horrible assault and how you'd forget where, when. You know, how he got there, how he got home. I don't know. The, the whole thing has a lot of questions, more questions than answers. And I also fear for and feel for people with legitimate claims of assault who now are being sort of, you know, going to be marginalized by, by, by something like this being politicized. This shouldn't be politicized. It ought to be about the truth, and people ought to know what really happened. All right. Well, Mike, uh, I'll find out what Amy did when she's 15, and I'll let you you know what it was. Uh, I want to know all the details, and then we'll put it to a Barry Manilow Manilow song. Very good. Mike Gallagher, (laughs) host of uh, The Mike Gallagher Show, 9 a.m. weekdays on these airways, follows us. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Take care. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswerline.